Welcome back to the Dig City Podcast. I'm Corey Palm alongside uh, head coach Dave Shondell. Coach, uh, as we are uh, want to do, it has been about a month, a little over a month since the season came to a close. Uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit about you know wrapping up the the 2023 season. Uh, got a lot to, to cover here today. We've got um, a new uh, a new staff member coming. We got some pro boilers. To, to talk about uh, a few other things, but off the top, I want to talk to you about the news that broke this week, uh, your contract extension that, that will keep you in the fold here for the Boilermakers for another four years. Yeah, it, uh, it did break. Uh, actually, I signed that contract on Christmas Day. Okay. Um, Mike Bobinski and I had some good conversations um, prior to Christmas, and um, you know he also just signed a new package. Uh, to stay, and I told him I like one similar to his, but we couldn't quite go that far. Um, but he he was very kind um, and provided uh, me with the opportunity to be here for four more years. And as I pointed out on social media recently, that I truly hope it's not my last extension. So I don't want people to get, get the feeling that oh, four more years, you know, and then he's going to drift off from the sunset. Right, you don't want a ticking clock from um, from day one. I, I feel like. Um, there's, there's plenty left. The fire still burns, as you might say, and uh, this is a great, great place to, to be and great athletes to work with. It's obviously been my dream job, and it still is. And so, um, just thrilled to have the opportunity to to stay here at Purdue and be part of this community and, and work with the people that I, I get I get a chance to work with here. And we'll talk a little bit about you know our staff later on. But um, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with, and uh, the players that you know, come to play uh, for you. And we've been very fortunate in, in both those areas. You, you have, and that doesn't just happen. You know, you, you, you put the staff together and you, uh, you form that, that bond and you form that culture. And then you, you uh, recruit the players yeah. and, then, and then coach them up to hopefully yeah. fit that culture. And it's, it's something that, you know, the word culture gets thrown around a lot in yeah. college athletics, but right. uh, it really feels like you've got you a solid talk a lot about it. I do. You do. You're a big culture guy. I am a culture guy. Um, but I, I'll say this, Corey, is there's nothing I'm more proud of than the environment that we've established at Purdue for the last 21 years. And, you know, how our players enjoy playing at Purdue. And we have less players leave Purdue than any other Big Ten institution in the sport of volleyball by a large number. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that, that says a lot about Purdue. I mean, there's great loyalty at this university, and it's a great place. Once you get here, you understand why. Um, you know, from a distance, you're not too sure. You're not even sure where Purdue is. Yeah. But when you do come and visit and spend time here, and if we can get those recruits to come here and, and see what the facilities are like and uh, what the aura is here and, and meet people, then we've got an excellent chance to get them. And then once they're here, uh, they love the way that they're treated and, and uh, everything else here. So. Uh, I'm really excited about things. You know, we have really good talent um, here. We've got some good players in the pipeline as well. So I, I think that uh, we're going to be able to compete. It's such an exciting time because you've got mm -hmm. so. I mean, you look at it two different ways. You know, oh, there's so many changes going on in the world of sports. It's why would you want to keep doing it? On the other hand, well, because it's exciting. Yeah. And it's new, and you get a chance to be part of something. And it, it, can, it I think it is tougher. I, I, it is harder. Uh, to deal with some of the things because a lot of things have been added to the plate of both coaches and players. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the other hand, to be part of when 
uh, UCLA and USC and Oregon and Washington come into the fold and, get, and you get a chance to, to make some trips out there for the first time ever. And who knows where you'll be in another couple of years. Mm-hmm. But I, I feed off of those things and I think our players do. We're not going to back down from anybody at any time with this group that we've got right now. It's the most competitive mentality of any team that I've ever coached. And uh, so I'm looking forward to being a part of that for many more years. I love uh, what you just said. 20 plus years somewhere, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's it's natural maybe to be a little complacent, to sort of yeah. run on fumes maybe to, to, to to go along, but when you've when uh, this is going to a good place, I yeah. promise. When you well, are before you get there, I'm yeah, where that will get you, it'll get you fired, right? Or it'll get you a lot of losses. Well, okay? and, it'll get you a lot of losses, which will get you fired. <laughs> and the, the issue is, you don't you don't get to a place like this. You're not coaching the right. Big Ten if you're going to get complacent. No, but but it, maybe you know a lot of coaches will get to a point in their career yeah. where they they realize the fire's not burning. Yeah, and. They'll walk away, or they'll understand right, that this is sure, the way it goes. Sure there's a time. To embrace those challenges, to yeah. say, "Hey, you know, well, I'm going to flip this on its head. Yeah. Uh, I love a challenge. That's how I've gotten to where I am yeah. in my career, and bring it on." Yeah. Um, you know, this current conference expansion probably didn't affect any sport quite like it affected volleyball. You're adding four top tier programs. Right. Uh, that's not true across all sports. But but it's certainly true in volleyball, and, and you and your brethren are like, hey, let's go. Let's bring it on. This is great. Yeah, I can't speak for the brethren, but right. I can speak for where we are, and, and we're in a position to take on all comers. Um, doesn't mean we're going to win every match that we play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Just in our, in our league of, of the teams that are returning to our league, the Wisconsin's and the and Nebraska's and the Penn State's, uh, those three are going to be loaded for bear. Uh, Wisconsin and... And Nebraska returned just about everybody. Uh, you know, Wisconsin lost a couple setters, but they've got the top-ranked setter in the country coming in, and she's a blue chipper uh, to run the show as a freshman. Penn State lost some key people, but they went to the portal and they hit a couple of home runs on yeah. the portal. So um, they're, they're going to be really, really good. There's some t- teams that are, are building momentum in our league as well that are excited about the future. And then you, you talk about bringing those four teams that have, uh, you know, three of which have won uh, national championships uh, in the sport of volleyball. And another one, uh, Oregon, who's been, I like to say Oregon is Oregon, but um, they've been knocking on the door uh, mm-hmm. as well. And that's who put us out of the tournament a year ago. It was a, so good. With pretty much a semi-pro team yeah. um, that they had a year ago. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a positive way. Some veteran players mm-hmm. that have been to the war many, many times, and they, they showed us how to play on that particular night. So, but you know, we're we're fired up, and you know, we're starting practices now in the spring. We get a chance to go four hours a week in the gym, and that's my favorite time to walk into that gym for training. There's there's nothing better, especially if you have the, the kind of players that we have at Purdue, uh, where they want to get better and they're fun to be around and they compete. And we have to raise the level. Mm-hmm. You know, people liked our grit that we had last year. They liked our toughness. They liked the fact that we won a lot of close matches. We have to have more of that than we had a year ago. Uh, for us to be successful. We have to have more of our players buy into that mentality if we want to be successful as we move forward with this this new Big Ten. No doubt. Uh, you guys have reached a level of success that uh, is, is it's historic for this program, but to get to that next level. It's not good enough, though. It's not good enough, I mean, exactly. It, I, mean, it, I mean, I'm sleeping okay, although I've got 
we just moved from one place to another in the bed I'm in right now. It takes some, <laughs> some adjustments for me to get used to. But from a mentality, from an attitude standpoint, um, you know, I'm, I'm pleased with what we've accomplished here. Would I like to have done more? Yes. Um, but I, I feel like that there's opportunities that lie ahead that we can you know, reach some of those milestones that this program has been shooting for for a long time. Uh, one milestone uh, on the individual side that, that gets mentioned after the season, I don't think we've had a chance to talk about it. Three, three players recognized as All-Americans after the 23 season. Uh, uh, Eva, second-team All-American, Chloe as a third team, and then uh, Raven as an honorable mention. Yeah. Um, all three of those are coming back. Yeah. Uh, just uh, some thoughts on that. I know. Uh, I know we spent a lot of time off air, you know, kind of grousing about uh, Maddie Skimmerhorn not being recognized as much as we all thought she should have been uh, on the national level. But but thoughts on the the three that did get honors. Well, they had great seasons, and we beat a lot of good teams this year. And um, <clears throat> they're they're physically talented, but what makes Eva and Chloe and Raven, as special as they are, are internal things, the intangibles, um, the way they fight and the way they hate to lose and the way, the way they want to work and they want to put the time in. And they're, they lead by example and they lead by voice. And they, they grew a lot this year. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it'd be great to have, you know, all Americans, but when you have all Americans that are as driven as they can be, to do something special, they don't, you know, they want to do something here at Purdue that's never been done before, mm -hmm. and um, so that that's great. Now, you know, it, it takes a lot of um, positive steps in a lot of different directions for that to happen, and this is a growing time right now. Spring volleyball is an opportunity for growth, and as I mentioned off the air, you know, we, we're four hours in the gym, four hours in the weight room now for about six, seven weeks, giving these kids an opportunity to rest a little bit more, rest mm -hmm. both their bodies and their minds a little bit, and, and, and not be so focused on volleyball, but for some of our kids that never stops. They're just in the gym all the time, which is to me is great. Um, and then in uh, you know another month, then we'll get into the gym on a regular 20 hours, and we have a pretty good <clears throat> uh, spring schedule that we're putting pieces together. We don't have it uh, approved yet, so keep that in mind, but we like to play. Um, Really good competition in the spring because I think that challenges us in the gym on a daily basis to know we're going to play some of the best teams in America that are, are within driving distance. And we like to go places in our state where maybe our fans didn't get a chance to watch us play in Holloway Gym because it's hard to get a ticket in Holloway mm -hmm. Gym. That's a topic maybe for another day is, is what are we going to do with that. Yeah. Another thing to be excited about is, is it, as of this moment, you only had a couple outgoing seniors. Mm -hmm. um, you've got a couple newcomers coming in. We'll talk about them in a second. But uh, the numbers don't appear to be a problem for you this spring. Uh, getting three newcomers to start in January on top of, you know, not losing a bunch um, shouldn't be dodging that uh, who's available to practice today bug. Yeah, we, we, we'll have uh, about 14, 15 healthy bodies I think in the gym and then we have our practice players that add just a lot to to what we're doing um, we don't have all three of those incoming kids here yet okay uh, Sienna Foster who is out of Benton Central High School uh, she she's finishing her uh, her senior year um, on the the west side here of uh, West Lafayette at, at Benton Central High School where she is one of the best athletes that have ever played mm -hmm. over there and we're happy to 
to know she'll be here. That's Todd Foster, uh, former uh, Boilermaker basketball star. His, uh, his daughter will be uh, coming in here. And then already here are Allie Shondell, my niece, John's daughter, um, who's looked really, really sharp Good. Um, in the time we've had her in the gym. And then Ryan McAleer from Overland Park, Kansas, a highly touted libero who, um, you know, like a lot of players, uh, the first week she was trying to get her feet uh, you know, feet is it feet wet or feet uh, on the ground? Or yeah, the e- call either it. one. <laughs> um, and uh, but boy, this this week she's been really, really good. Good, really, really good. And um, she's tough, tough kid. And um, so it's nice to have them in there with the rest of of the crew. And and we had a really good practice. I thought on Tuesday, uh, we've been having individual practices or, or small group practices on Monday and Thursday, and then we have a team practice on Tuesday. And um, so we had a good one on, to, on this past Tuesday. That's awesome. I love that you called uh, uh, Todd a great athlete. Uh, that's being very generous. No, he was a tremendous basketball he was player. Tremendous, as I call him a rodeo he's cowboy. A, he's a rodeo rodeo cowboy. Uh, sometimes rodeo clown. We love Todd. He's yeah. a great guy and and still a, a, a great member of the Purdue athletics family, mm-hmm. uh, helping with on the academic side for the men's basketball team. Um, you guys. Well, you know, there's a couple of other places we want to go today. We we want to talk about the banquet, which was just last uh, last week, and and then uh, I know you've also got a, a staff addition to uh, to announce. And Let's the, and the pro players. Yeah, and the pro players. So uh, what's next, Coach? What uh, actually? Pause. Take a break. Time out. We'll take a break. Let's hear from our sponsor. We'll be right back on the Dig City Podcast. The Dig City Podcast is presented by Franciscan Health Sports Medicine, inspiring health. Franciscan is the official medical services provider of Purdue Athletics. Now back to the show. Okay, Coach, uh, in kind of the final final way to put a bow on the 23 season, you guys had your team banquet uh, late last week, last Friday night uh, over in the Ross-Aid Pavilion. Just uh, a, a great time to, to get everybody together and, and celebrate what was, what was really a, a fantastic season for the Boilermakers. Yeah, we had a great time uh, on Friday night, had a, the biggest crowd we've ever had for a Purdue Volleyball Bank, we actually had to cut the ticket sales off at mm. 220. Wow. Um, uh, I guess that place doesn't hold more than that, although I thought we could have maybe squeezed a few more in there, and hopefully in the future we'll be able to do that because I don't think the crowd going da- is going to go down uh, in- anytime soon. But we had a great time. One thing we did differently this year, uh, we had each player um, come up with a word to describe their experience this past season and then tell our loyal fans why that was um, such an important word to them. And uh, the crowd loved that. That was just, you know, instead of me getting up there and just going over a lot of the same stuff I go over all the time and people get tired of listening to, I thought it would be more important for our players. that Those fans come to be around our players. And we've got some special cats. And um, and every single one of them was, was sterling in their efforts to yeah. to share what kind of a year it was and I think when you hear you know, we talk about environment we talk about culture and to hear those players talk about their careers at Purdue or this past season at Purdue um, I think it drives a point home about why this is a special place that's uh, that's really awesome to hear and there's that culture thing again right uh, uh, any awards from that night you want to talk about or you know, I'm, I'm not a big award guy yeah you know we don't give out a best player, best hitter, most improved, all those kind of things. We do provide, there are some things out of the weight program that they do. Um, we also have um, a Carol Dewey Award. That's probably the, 
the most prestigious award that we give, and that's to the one player that epitomizes what a Purdue volleyball player should be like. Carol Dewey was the mm-hmm. original coach in the, in the, in the, uh, the first uh, uh, Hall of Fame ever and for college coaches. She was in that group and somebody that we're really, really proud of and still supports our program. So we named that award after her, and Maddie Skimmerhorn got that award, I think the second year in a row. Uh, Maddie was not there because, as we'll talk about later, she's out in Las Vegas. Uh, also gave out an award, um, the Kathy Wright Eager Award, which is for the one player that takes the biggest step forward in her leadership capability, and Raven Colvin okay. got that. And, and if you were around our program, you know that she certainly uh, became bold and, and brash in her desire to take control of our team. And then the other award that we gave is another one that's close to me is the Roger Blaylock Award. And Roger, well, first of all, Kathy Wright Eager, uh, was our swim coach for a long time here at, at Purdue, and then she became uh, in charge of our John Wooden Leadership uh, Organization. And more than that, though, she was such a guiding light and a mentor to so many of our female athletes along mm-hmm. the way. And so that's why we, we felt it was important to, to give her credit for that award. Uh, Roger Blaylock was the, the sport administrator that helped hire myself and our staff here back in the day. and. Uh, Roger was uh, a basketball player here, played in the same era as Rick Mount. And I think he left for Eastern Michigan for one year to be an assistant basketball coach. The rest of the time he was back here at Purdue. Mm -hmm. He retired at about age 66 and unfortunately about two months later passed away. And uh, so um, I would not be here if it wasn't for Roger Blaylock. And so uh, that uh, that award, which is to, we give that award to the individual or the group that makes the most remarkable positive impression on our, our players and this year went to the block party oh nice uh, okay who's our student fan group which uh, uh, I thought was more than deserving so yeah those are the awards we gave out but outside of that uh, it's a team game and uh, you know you're only as good as your team absolutely absolutely speaking of the team uh, we do have uh, an, another edition to talk about I know this is uh, we're, we're breaking a lot of news this week uh, yeah. So to speak, uh, you've got a new staff member. That's what Dig City's all about. Yes, sir. You come here for the, yeah. for the real stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, we had a, an absolutely, not just national, but world search uh, to, to hire a coach that would come in here and, and, uh, and kind of be our, one of our chief trainers of the game and, and so forth. And um, I reached out to a lot of people in a lot of different conferences to find out somebody that would be suitable to be um, the guy that spends a lot of time in our gym and understands the game but relates super well to players and is um, a, a terrific human being. And this one name kept coming back. The <laughs> name was John Klanick. And John played uh, his undergrad at Ohio State University. He's originally from Buffalo, uh, but he played at Ohio State. Uh, he redshirted his first year, but he was with a group of seniors that decided they were going to win a national championship in Ohio State. And I can relate to this because I was at Ball State and Ball State and Ohio State playing the same volleyball conference, mm-hmm. the Midwest Intercollegiate Volleyball Association. And for so many years, it was a West Coast game. And everybody from you know California, whether it was UCLA, USC, Pepperdine, Hawaii won some, Stanford won some, but they were dominating um, you know volleyball at the national level. Well, John, Klanick and a few of his buddies decided this is our time and they found a way to outwork some other people and win that first national championship at Ohio State. So I look at his story and I see how it fits into what we're 
trying to accomplish here. You know, do something for the first time yeah. that we can all be just super proud of. But more, most importantly, everybody's recommendation on John was off the chart. And when I talked to him on the phone, it didn't take me long to understand that he was a guy that would be a great fit for what we were looking for. And, and that, that the most important thing about him was that, that he was a great fit for who I am or what we've been, but he was different than, than some yeah. things. He's, you know, he, he's been at Rice, mm -hmm. where he's been the associate head coach at Rice. He was at Houston before that. He's coming from a different region where he's got some different recruiting connections. Um, he's got different ideas. He comes from the men's game, which I think that we've got athletes that can play at a very high level physically. There were just a lot of things that, that drew me to him and the fact that he's from Buffalo, he wasn't afraid to come out of Texas and come up here to where the weather is not always perfect. Um, well, it's perfect if you like change of seasons. Yeah, we love seasons. Um, and so anyway, that John will be here in about another week and uh, I expect him to make a huge impact uh, on our program and um, excited, very, very excited about uh, the possibilities of where we can go. That's an awesome, awesome addition uh, 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 on top of all of his and coaching. John, by the way, John is married to uh, uh, his wife is Carly, and Carly played at Tulsa. She's okay. originally from Denver, uh, Colorado, and uh, they're expecting a baby girl. I think it's on June 29th, um, so a lot going on with him. But, I, I, again, I think uh, bringing a young buck in here, you know, that uh, um, is, is very mature, very responsible, and has you know, just a great reputation across the country already will be helpful for us both in the gym and recruiting and, and again, just, just building an environment that, that people have great respect for. Yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned a young buck. He, his last year at Ohio State was 2011, that national championship season. Yeah. He played five years of, of pro volleyball on top of that. So mm -hmm. just a, a, a wide array of different experiences. And, and, uh, and the guy can still get in the gym and play. Yeah. And, and not everybody recognizes the value of having a coach on your staff, because I'm not one of them anymore, that can get in the gym and, and play and practice. And um, when you go on the road and you get ready to play at Nebraska, for example, you can't, your practice players can't travel with you. Right. Okay. But if you have a coach on staff, he can simulate that six foot three inch left side hitter or that six foot four inch middle or whatever it might be and you can get some reps and, and it really helps you as you prepare to play that next match. On top of, you know, working with practice players, whatever role he's gonna serve, you know, yeah. it's it's gonna be it's 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 uh will we'll look forward to seeing how John elevates the program and uh and uh how a lot that, of pressure on him. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> step right in and uh and live up to it here, yeah. Mr. Klanick. Um final topic for today, Coach, uh, speaking of professionals um, I mean, it's such a great time for American volleyball. Um, it's having a, a, a moment on the national scale, and uh, that's led to a, a pro league, which has some pro boilers. Yeah, this um, this new league, um, National was it Volleyball Federation? Help me a power. Uh, I had it pulled up here. Pro Volleyball Federation. Pro yes. Volleyball Federation. P P yeah, Pro Volleyball Federation. It's it's a new league that is actually paying players good money. And we're trying to keep some of the best players from um, you know, escaping to Europe or wherever else so that they may go, mm -hmm. China, Japan, Asia, um, and, and be able to, to stay here at home and, and play with their family nearby. It's hard, it's hard for any young athlete, male or female, 
to take off. It may be a good experience, they may grow a lot, but it's not as simple as it sounds to go over and spend seven, eight months in another country when yeah. you're 20, 22, 23, 24 years old. It may not be what you want to do. And now we're, we're finally opening the door for them to, to do that here. And, and Purdue is very lucky of the seven teams that they have right now playing in the, in the league this first year. They're going to add another four or five, I think, next year to that league. And Indianapolis is going to have a team next year uh, in this, this same pro league. But right now, um, we have uh, Grace Cleveland was in the opening match last night. Uh, she plays for the Vibe of Atlanta, and they knocked off uh, Omaha, who was the, the, the league favorite going into the season, up in Omaha in front of a sellout crowd mm. um, last night. Grace played great. Grace is, did not play volleyball a year ago. Matter of fact, she jumped on as a volunteer coach for Butler and uh, got a chance to get some reps in while she was there. That's great. But kind of took a year off from the game as far as playing. But she looked really, really good last night. I was really proud. Blocked a ton of balls and put balls away, and uh, you know, just just had a great match and helping that team win in five last night. And this evening, uh, Grand Rapids has one of those teams. They're hosting Columbus, and uh, the setter for uh, Grand Rapids is Ashley Evans, uh, who played for us. It seemed like maybe five, six years ago. Yep. And uh, Ashley was on the team that. USA team that qualified for the Olympics this past summer and uh, is just having an incredible uh, volleyball career, pro career, um, and, and doing doing well. She's been in Europe playing quite a bit since she graduated. And then playing for the Orlando outfit is Blake Moeller. And Blake was a middle for us, and uh, that was a tough roster to make. There were a lot of good middles that they could choose from, but Blake made that roster down there, and I think they open up in a couple of days. But uh, she, she'll be fun to watch as well. And then uh, Maddie Skimmerhorn, who just finished her career here at Purdue, uh, made the squad for Las Vegas, and they love her. I've talked to their coaches out there, and they, they just can't get over what a great great individual she is and how hard she works and what a great teammate she is. And, and I'm not sure when they open, but it's got to be in the next two or three days. So yeah. what a wonderful thing to have you know four players on this new league where they can be here at home. And then I, I, we have some others, obviously. Annie Drews is still playing over there, and she's still a key element to the USA team, but she's playing professionally. Mm -hmm. uh, Danielle Catino grows every single day. She's getting better and better. I talked to Karch Karai, the national team coach, uh, a couple weeks ago about her and the improvement that she's making. Sheridan Atkinson is in, in Athens, Greece. Yeah. What a great place to, to spend some free time no over doubt. there. And she's making big money as well over there, and I'm probably forgetting about some people. But we've got a good group right now playing on the professional level, and I think it just goes to show if you want to play with USA Volleyball, you want to play professionally, that can happen if you know if, if you come through Purdue. Absolutely. Uh, it's so much fun to, to watch these women, you know, go on from here and continue to live out their dreams. Uh, flipping through the rosters of, of the professional volleyball federation i mean they're basically all-star teams there are names on every squad that even a casual observer of the sport recognizes multiple players we have it, to be careful awesome. because when they get married their names change that's true and <laughs> like last night you're watching these matches and, and you know who the players are but their their last names have changed yeah and uh some of them you will use the hyphen but most of them they change those names and so uh, uh, the casual fan may not know that um, Stumler from uh, Kentucky, who was the, the the tournament player of the year when they won the national championship, doesn't have that same name anymore. Right. So that gets a little bit tricky. It but, gets... uh, but no, it, obviously they're it's an all-star team. They're pros. Yeah. And uh, and the way that this league works, if I've got this right, 
that's they pay sixty five thousand dollars, okay, uh, with benefits and things like that. That's great. Um, but you also can have I think one or two players on your team that are franchise level players that make a hundred thousand. Okay. Okay. Season's not super super long, like going over to to play in Europe where they play they grind it out for as, as long as seven months. I don't mm. think this season is nearly as long. But it's 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 year one, and it's a starting point, and everybody in, the, in this country is excited about it and hoping that it that it works well because uh, there is some there are some big money people behind it, and with some of these leagues that we've tried in, in America in the past, they haven't made that commitment, yeah. and uh, this this league is making that major commitment. Well, hopefully, between between team placement and uh, that long term macro level uh, view, it, it will last. It'll. It'll thrive, and uh, we can't wait to can't wait to check it out, uh, Coach. We've covered a lot of ground today. Anything else you want to talk about? No, just uh, well, Boilermaker basketball. Yeah. What a treat it's been to watch that team play. Uh, the men have just been outstanding this year, and I know that uh, as the tournament time approaches, everybody will start you know putting pressure on them to to do do great things, and I, I think that they will. But um, you know, the, the the addition of of Lance Jones has been fun to watch on Matt Painter's team, but everybody talks about big Zach eating. He's been awesome. And you know, what I like about Zach is if he plays 35 minutes, he's great. If he plays 15 minutes, he's great. Yep. You know what I mean? There's reasons why he needs to have points and rebounds and, and minutes, but he gets, he doesn't, you know, he, he's a great teammate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wish everybody could, could watch this kid play and just understand what a, what a cool collect character. He is, but we move the ball so well. And the fact that the big guy is playing well, but what the difference on this team right now is we're making shots and we're moving the ball and we're beating the defense and uh, the defense is better. You know, Lance is a good defensive player. We've got some other guys. Cam Heidi has come in, been terrific. Trey Kaufman Wren is the most improved player if, if, on this team, if not one of the best in the entire Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Plays harder than anybody in the mm-hmm. Big Ten. He, he, just, he just crashes the boards. When you talk about the term crash the boards and you look for a picture of that, look for TRK. Yeah. Because he, he's just awesome. So I'm excited about them. I, you know, I, I watch them every chance I get. and um, I try not to comment on social media too much about them. Uh, but, but they are electrifying, and Purdue fans are so lucky uh, to have both Matt and his staff, uh, but more importantly, this team to, mm-hmm. to enjoy not just this year but I think for many many years to come it's so important to recognize that yeah, I mean Zach Eady the whole team totally agree Eady is a generational player yep. he is a maybe even more rare than that he is a, 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 a let's not take it for granted as a fan base and uh, let's really appreciate what yep. we're seeing here because what we're seeing here is so special I want to tell you who else is a generational player, in my opinion. Braden Smith. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, this guy is six foot. Maybe maybe he's maybe. a little taller than that. But I, he's listed a little bit bigger than that. And uh, he looks small on the basketball floor. Uh, but he can do things with the basketball that we haven't had anybody do since I've been here. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I've been here 21 years. And, you know, maybe Billy Keller, maybe Jerry Sheesting, maybe Bruce Parkinson. Maybe some of those guys, but this guy is so slick with the basketball and so competitive, and and inch for inch gets more rebounds than anybody in America. Mm-hmm. And he just knows what the ball is. He got knows for the basketball, but you know we watched all these really good teams for years, and we just didn't have the guard play. In my opinion, we had good guard play, but not national championship guard play. Here I am now putting pressure on right. these guys again. <laughs> uh, but Braden Smith 
is special. He is he is a unique character that doesn't back down from anybody and, and is so much better than he was a year ago and I liked him a year ago. I mean I you could just see where this where this guy could go. And uh, these players just work their tails off, whether it's in, in team practice or whether they're down in one of these gyms working on their own. I mean, it's it's an example for the rest of our athletes to watch is is how these guys operate. But uh, uh, Braden Smith is he, he probably isn't as valuable to us as the, the national player of the year is. Okay, but he's close. He's in my close. Yep. He is really really close. So that'll wrap it up. There we go, uh, Coach. Uh, we'll uh, we'll take a couple weeks. We'll get everything settled with spring yeah. schedule and uh, come back together and talk about that. Uh, Sounds great. Appreciate th- you. Thank you. Boiler up. Right.